Wow, I am so grateful to come back with Sigazin 2. Thank you for your constant love, support, and prayers you have sent to this ministry. If this is your first time here, my name is Pooj and I am so grateful for your time today. After a short summer break, I am looking forward to seeing how the Holy Spirit will continue to lead and teach us through this platform in this season. Buckle up, y'all. It is time to unveil the Word of God together. Today we read from Isaiah chapter 33, verses 5 and 6. The Lord is exalted, for He dwells on high. He will fill Zion with His justice and righteousness. He will be the sure foundation for your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. This portion begins with, The Lord is exalted, for He dwells on high helping us to identify the position and character of the Lord. Who is this Lord and why is He being exalted? In season one, we learned about the brilliance of our Master. We marveled at our majestic, loving King and Father we serve and all that He does to provide for us, His children. Isaiah shares an intimate encounter he had in chapter 6 to help us understand who this Lord is and the reason for his exaltation. Isaiah highlights the holiness of the Lord Almighty. Isaiah saw the creator of the universe with everything at his command. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, high and exalted, because there is truly no other position for the rightful King. That even the angels who are in His constant presence were overwhelmed with the holiness of our God and would say on repeat, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. Isaiah 6 verses 3. As we continue to unveil today's portion from Isaiah 33, let us do so with reverence and awe to our King. The next statement is a promise. It is a promise that this holy God, Yahweh, will fill Zion with His justice and righteousness. In the Hebrew Bible or the Torah, Zion is a physical and a metaphorical place. Physically, it is ancient Jerusalem, and its name is first introduced in 2 Samuel 5 verses 7, which was then referred to as the city of David. I'd highly encourage you to read this portion on your own to get better understanding. Zion, or in Hebrew, Sion, is also classified as a metaphorical place through the Davidic covenant. Meaning, through the promise God made to David, David's seed will produce a king that will reign forever, redeem and bring salvation to the people of God. This is a safe place for people to come together and honor the presence of God for He dwells here. Today, this promise is held so dearly by Jews and Christians as we eagerly wait to be part of this utopian place called Sion, ruled and reigned by none other than Messiah King Jesus. This is also referred to as the Kingdom of Heaven. 
Now that we understand a bit history, we can apply it to verse 5 and see it is surely a promise of the Lord that he will fill Sion, the church, with his righteousness and justice. While righteousness is a state of being, justice can only be witnessed when there is unfair play in motion. Make note that scripture doesn't say that the church defines righteousness and justice, but Isaiah is emphasizing God's justice and righteousness is what will be evident and filled in Sion. In the past, God wiped out the whole world with the exception of Noah's family to ensure his righteousness and justice was filled the earth. This is the power of the glory and holiness of God. Thankfully, Noah recognized this and led a life of righteousness and God found immense favor in him and in turn, his family was saved. The reason I took the time to break down verse 5 in this manner is so that we can better understand verse 6 which is crucial in the times we live in today. As a church, the body of Christ, how are we leading our lives today? Is it honorable to the one true king seated in his rightful position, high and exalted? How do we know if we're being seen where the glory of God can reside filled with his justice and righteousness? Verse 6 reads, He will be the sure foundation for your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. This verse is showing us when we truly understand the position and character of God from verse 5, we intentionally make space for God to come invade and have His way in our lives so that He becomes our sure foundation. 1 Corinthians 3 verses 11 states, For no one can lay a foundation other than the one already laid, which is Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! The perk about having Christ Jesus as our foundation is that we are rich in Him. We have access to riches that do not perish and we lack nothing. In addition, while we're on this earth for a short time, He gives us wisdom and knowledge to navigate through this life so we're not alone and we grow up and we mature in Him. As we study in verse 5, this comes from understanding the holiness of God, which then stems the fear of our Lord. This is our treasure. Let's talk about this fear for a moment. In many churches today, the fear of the Lord is not present. The awareness of it is highly lacking. When the fear of the Lord is present, you are overcome with emotion and reverence to no one and nothing but to the King. When the fear of the Lord is present, the Word of God no longer becomes how it can serve me, but instead we seek out daily how we can serve God our King. When the fear of the Lord is present, signs, miracles, and wonders takes place. Why is this lacking in many churches today? As the church, can we honestly reflect and say boldly we're leading a life of signs, miracles, and wonders?
If not, ask ourselves, where is our treasure? The Bible shares over and over on how the latter rain will be greater than the former rain. Joel 2 verses 28 says, God will pour out His Spirit on all people. Our sons and daughters will prophesy. Our old men will dream dreams. Our young men will will see visions. In Haggai 2 verses 9, the Lord of hosts declares the glory of the present house will be greater than the glory of the former. Please read Acts 2 to get the full context of the axis and the authority we need to operate in at this time. But I want to highlight Acts chapter 2 verses 37. It reads, When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? When the fear of the Lord is present, the word of God cuts to the heart and it invokes repentance. When the fear of the Lord is present, we desire and want more of Him and we are not quick to check our phones on how much longer the service or the sermon will be. So I encourage us to ask ourselves, do we have the fear of the Lord? Because this is our treasure. Treasures are valuable. Jesus said in Matthew 7 verses 7, Seek and you will find. We need to seek the Lord and find the treasure. When the fear of the Lord is present, we witness in great depth and detail that the former reign in the book of Acts had so much power. So how much more will it be today in 2022 and beyond? This is a necessary word that teaches us not to limit exalting our king on specific occasions like Sundays or prayer meetings or Bible study, but this is our lifestyle. So that he, being our solid foundation, can dwell and fill this Sion with his righteousness and justice, and we become a reflection reflection of it, like Noah, and find favor with the king. We're about to enter the last quarter of 2022. Let it not pass us by in vain. But wake up, church. Let us seek and find our true treasure. Let us hunger for the promises of the latter rain. Let us walk in the fear of the Lord. I pray that this word blesses, encourages, refreshes you and your journey. And I pray you will continue to be joyful and shine bright. To God, the revealer, be all the glory. Amen.